everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, and I'm here with Josh. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about what happened in Shibuya. What happened in Shibuya? Nothing really. We're going to talk about how police are cracking down on dangerous cyclists. We're going to talk about how there's a new, that, that a previous ferry that ran between Fukuoka and, and uh, South Korea is now back in operation. We're going to talk about how the hero Kazu Tanaka's. Did, Did they, they do, do it? it? Did they do it? <laughs> we'll find out. We're going to talk about a woman in Japan who was arrested for sending 413 texts to a man in three days and then threatening to stab him. That's a little too much for me. We're also going to talk about... We're also going to be talking about some muscle-bound caretakers. Some uh, about how Tokyo is beginning to recognize same-sex partnerships. Mm -hmm. About an all-you-can-eat cookie cafe. I'm sure you want to go there. Yeah, no. <laughs> And we've got some Ghibli news, including their new park in central Japan. All right. Roll that intro. Okay. So we, I need to make a little memo. Because one, one of the news things that we're doing is not actually news. It's just a tweet. And I have to remember to, to do it. So here we go. Okay. Hey, Alex. There's Alex. There's Natsuki. Hey, Alex. I, I'm sorry. It's actually Alex's week. You got the you got the uh, the dollar store version of Alex called Josh. Should I talk in a British accent the whole time? And just like go <laughs> off the handle every now and then. Uh, Alex isn't with us today because he's really busy. What did he say to me? I'm really fucking busy, mate. Is what he said. So so that means he's. I mean, he's always busy. He's a busy guy. I think he's just being British. Whatever. Anyway, that's fine. We got Josh today. Josh in the studio. Just yeah. Gonna, just, I'm gonna get you a a, a, a t-shirt that says it's gonna be say the dice of. The Daiso Alex. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, cool the hundred yen version of Alex. Everybody loves Daiso. Uh, anyway, so let's get to the let's get to the the stories today because uh, today we've got some interesting news. So first, I want to talk about what happened in Korea um, with the crush. Over 150 people uh, dead, and I think some are still in critical condition uh, on the Halloween uh, uh, event. Not really event, but the the night out. Um, and how that, you know, that's affected, I think, you know, people from all over the world. And so, uh, anybody who was affected by that, uh, we, uh, express our deepest, uh, sympathy and condolences, uh, cause that just sucks. That kind of stuff really does suck. Um, I'm, you know, I'm from Vegas where we had the, uh, we had like the, the, the biggest mass shooting, uh, in the United States there. Um, and it was during like a, uh, it was during a country music festival. So people go, they're expecting to have a great time. And when something like this happens, you know, whether it be at the intentional, you know, uh, attack or be, be it just, you know, bad planning and just people being confused about what to do, which is what happened in Seoul. Uh, it really does. It is, you know, um, really a big tragedy, especially since a lot of the the people that were, um, that were, dis uh, you know, deceased were actually young women, uh, because of the way that a crush works. Guys, if you don't understand what happens in a crowd crush, do yourself a favor, look it up. Um, there's a couple of really good posts on Reddit that explain how to get out of one or how to avoid to be, um, be in a situation like that. As you know, never know when it could 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 possibly happen. Um, but yeah, they do, they do tend to affect young women more because of their smaller size and then inability to keep their chest inflated. And so, um, yeah, just everybody, you know, be safe out there if you're in crowded areas. Um, well, let's let's talk first about how that actually affected what happened in uh, Shibuya this year. Uh, so Shibuya this year went back to normal, uh, mostly to normal. Um, they had their you know Halloween revel revelers and everybody was dressed up and all those other things. But because of what happened in Seoul, the police were out in even bigger force uh, than normal, which was you know good because it was basically uneventful. There was nothing major that happened. There was like no major incidents that were reported. Um, so uh, the story is Halloween revelers and uh, fill Shibuya with security tight after Soul Crush. Halloween in Tokyo's famous Shibuya neighborhood felt like it had returned to its pre-pandemic peak on Monday as revelers, including foreign tourists, flocked to the popular entertainment district just days after the Daily Crush uh, marred a, a similar event in Seoul, Korea. Following the deaths of more than 150 people in the Halloween celebrations in Seoul, uh, uh, Tokyo police were uh, a major presence in Shibuya's wide avenues and tight alleys. One of the most um, uh, visual things that they did was they formed, you know, how they have the scramble crossing. Yeah. The police formed like like actual human barriers across the uh, the crosswalks and were like instructing people to, you know, get across quickly because, you know, like, you know, and keep moving and keep moving. Don't 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 pool. 
Um, officers and elevated platforms known as DJ police issued constant announcements, including informing the throngs of people below that the traffic lights were about to change and that they must not stop to capture images mid transit. So um, for the most part, you know, handled pretty well. Yeah, um, I, I watched a few live streams that people had like on YouTube and it seemed like there were a lot of people, yeah. but it seemed very tame compared to previous years. And have you ever seen the YouTube channel? I think it's called like Kumbi combini confessions or something like that no. it's a it's a really wild channel of like it's basically this guy that like interviews really drunk people and he like gets drunk himself and like, i think his most popular video was uh he was interviewing people during halloween and shibuya some previous year maybe last year or the year is before. this in japanese it's in japanese but there are english subtitles huh. I'll, I'll send it to you but it's pretty entertaining but pretty raunchy but there's that TV show that like follows drunk people home. They like it's like, hey, you want to ride home? We'll give you like we'll we'll drive you home if you let us into your house and and like like interview you and film, film inside. Your house? Yeah, really. Yeah, it comes on like one o'clock in the morning on TV here. It's great because the only people that say okay to that are insane people. Because <laughs> like I mean, if some crammer guy in a in a in a car was like, hey. I'll take your drunk ass home, but you got to let me in and then like, let me film your, the inside of your house. I'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. That sounds like a serial killer. That's yeah. But no, no, they, they have like their own, like the decals and everything on their mm. car so that you, you know, it's legit, but just, I don't want my house to be aired on TV, especially yeah. if I'm already wasted. That's true. Don't well, need... I mean, like if you're wasted though, then like you might be more willing. Yeah. But I think at that point I'd probably be like, I don't know. No, but then some every, every now and then they get like a Capacuta girl or something and you're just like, like they get really deep sometimes. You're just like, oh my God, this is heavy. I never thought about anything. And then sometimes you get really weird people who have like nothing in their house. They just go home <laughs> and they have like a towel. A towel and they sleep on the towel. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> what, how, how do you live? Like what's going on with you? But yeah, it's a, it's a great TV show. Uh, but I'll check out that YouTube channel. That sounds fun. Uh, ferry service between Japan's South Korea, so back to South Korea, resumes after a halt uh, due to COVID. A ferry service connecting Fukuoka to Korea's Busan, uh, which I've never been to, um, becoming the first regular international sea route in Japan has restarted since suspending ship passenger arrivals due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, which is weird because it's run, it's run by J.R. Kyushu Jet Ferry Incorporated. So that stands for Japan Rail Kyushu Jet Ferry so they have rail, jet, yeah, jet. and ferry. They got All the, in the name. The land, the sky, and the sea. So just taking over, man. Whatever. Okay, so they're newly built high-speed ship called the Queen Beetle. Queen Beetle. Because of course it is. <laughs> Interesting name. Which can also... Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Sorry. Can we just... Okay, whatever. It start, time. <laughs> it started up again. It started up again. So you can go to Busan and Fukuoka if you want to. Does it say how much it is? That's... It's $106. I have something to talk about. Okay. I forgot. I completely fucking forgot about this. Something completely random happened to me, and I don't know how to express this. Okay. So I, as you guys know, I'm a big Godzilla fan. Love Godzilla. Okay. Showa Godzilla. Not that American CG bullshit, but like the yeah. Showa Godzilla. The, the man real in stuff. the suit. Real stuff, stuff. right? around okay so i'm sitting there i i forgot i was i was managing like one of our youtube channels and it's like here's a recommended video for you and i was like oh what is and it's like godzilla and i'm like i've never gotten a recommended video from godzilla before and i click on it and it's like this incredibly well done it kind of seems like a fan fi fan film but it's still pretty well done like a godzilla versus some gigan army cg film Okay. And I'm like, like, this is really well done for being like a fan film. Yeah. But then I look at the channel name and it's like official Godzilla like channel. And I'm like, this sounds really unofficial to <laughs> yeah. me. Right. Yeah. I click on it and I'm, so I was like, okay, so not only does it have like this really polished for like a fan film film, it also has these other commercials for like their other films. Okay. Which I'm thinking like, if this is, not an official channel this shit should all be flagged and taken down right right keep scrolling and all of a sudden there's like this white guy who's like let's talk to you about godzilla in english with japanese subtitles okay but keep i keep scrolling and it turns into anime okay. like anime godzilla stuff i keep scrolling and it turns into like some jap uh, it turns into some japanese dude in an office with like crazy amounts of like text and shit on the screen talking about godzilla and then wait, no, 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 it keeps going. And then finally, if I keep scrolling further, it turns into one of those like you know how they have like those, they're like, like uh, parasitic targeting little kids channels that have like like little dolls and stuff doing uh, yeah. weird shit. 
it turns into that kind of channel. So this is all official Godzilla stuff, though, right? And I'm honestly, I'm trying to figure this out here. I'll I'll send you the pictures. You can put it in the thing if you edit it later. So this is like the puppet stuff that they have. Then it's like the anime stuff that they have. Then it's like this. Who the fuck is this dude? And then there's like, look, look at this. Oh my gosh! Look at this. What, what is the that? fuck is this? And then they've got this like really fucking polished CG thing. And I'm like, I can't figure out <laughs> if this is re- legit or not. Okay, I just cannot figure it out. And I'm just like looking at it. And I'm like, I linked it to one of our, our friends, Carl. Oh, and it also has this. Look, this here, here, here we go. What's going on here? Um, so there's some kind of green character next to a dude who's slightly buff man who's wearing like a. Speedo. I think he's like that Son Son Demo Kanke Nai guy. Oh, I yeah, think that's Japanese who it is. comedian. Yeah. And anyway, I'm just looking at this and I'm just like, um, <laughs> like what's going on here? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> anyway, I, I researched it. It turns out it's the legit legitimate Godzilla Godzilla channel. What? <laughs> it's legitimate. It's and it's all the fucking oh all over the place. I'm just gonna link. I'm just gonna share the whole conversation I had uh, with you, and you can just like put whatever you want into the video pod- podcast. Okay. It's just like all the fuck over the place. It doesn't make any sense. Wait, isn't that dinosaur like the two dinosaur things that are DJing? Isn't the dinosaur on the left the one from that like really old dinosaur? dinosaur? I'm the baby. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like him, but I think it's Baby Godzilla. I really don't know, guys. I really don't know. You guys should all check it out. It's it's the official Godzilla YouTube channel. Just like click on videos, start scrolling, and you just be like, like you're not sure what it what it probably is. Is it's I think Soho or Toho or whatever the parent company that owns Godzilla is. Yeah, I think it's their really really fucking we don't understand YouTube attempts to do YouTube. Like they just saw like recommended videos and i'm like oh this is what we should do you're like, like let's yeah let's, let's do this shit goals, and, then... and it goes back like seven years so it's not like something that just happened it's, All right. it's just like i don't know my head just went and here's the thing like i went to the subreddit for godzilla after this because of course i did i was just like come on like is there like evidence and they're like the number one post in the subreddit because that that cg film thing yeah. just dropped can we call it that just drops like the other day so like the subreddit on reddit is all like oh my god check out this official video from the official godzilla channel and i was just like i guess it's official who knows i mean they have way more subscribers than we do yeah i know dude they're doing something right Mm. (laughs) they've been doing something for about seven years man jesus uh anyway anyways that was my news on godzilla everybody thank (laughs) you very much uh let's go to a story from you all right so speaking of macho men Oh, stretching the, trying to do that uh you're, you're trying to learn you're trying to learn to do segues yeah <laughs> segues are hard anyways nursing provider doing heavy lifting with muscle-bound carers an operator of regional nursing facilities in japan is offering a service that takes a uniquely robust approach to caregiving by using muscle-bound group of staff to convey a sense of uh, security and confidence to disabled and elderly residents so basically they're hiring a bunch of younger buff guys and they're paying them and then also compensating them for their gym fees and the protein shakes and any kind of bodybuilding competitions in exchange for them to be big buff guys macho up yeah i mean it is a hard job though like taking care of like elderly people and if they can't stand and stuff like that it makes sense i'm i'm like i'm so i don't know what to say about this so here's the thing they got pictures of these guys like with their shirts off and everything. They're like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. But then when they go to work, they're just like wearing normal clothes. Yeah. So what's the point? Well, you think it's like a sexual thing, <laughs> like? Isn't it? Am I, am, I, am I not understanding this? <laughs> I thought it was like to pick up the old ladies. Then stuff. why are they modeling and try and they're trying to recruit women and they they're like there are positions open for for masculine not masculine buff women and they have none. They don't have one yet. Well, I mean, they're trying. I don't know. I, I'm not against it. I just think that they should like think about the uniform. That's all. Uh, make it a little bit more Chippendale. Like, uh, no, I was thinking more like like an Under Armour, like, like stretch top, mm. you know? Yeah. Kind of like show off the ab lines a little bit, you know? Okay. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not? I mean, it would probably increase some sales. It, you know, it, it, would, it might increase like blood pressure in the older <laughs> people. That might not be a good thing. That might not be a good thing. <laughs> Uh, focus Tokyo police get strict on dangerous cycling as accidents soar. This is actually a serious news uh, story. I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding about this. I actually. I made a decision 
when was it? Two days ago? No, yesterday. I was gonna I was gonna cycle a hard disk on to like across a couple major streets uh, to a production company and decided to take it by car today because recently it's just been really dangerous. I feel it's been dangerous to like to to cycle around on the streets because of the incre- increased traffic, especially due to like Uber and shit like that. Those guys are assholes. They yeah, really they, are. They they just fly out of there. Yeah, no, they just do whatever they want. They don't look. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, amid concerns over increasing traffic violations by Tokyo's growing uh, cyclist population, the Metropolitan Police Department has in- in- introduced harsher punishments on four bicycle infractions. Under the stricter resu- uh, reg- regulations the police adopted in late o- October, riders are more likely to be issued traffic tickets instead of warnings if caught ignoring traffic laws, failing to make temporary stops at, spe- at specified points, riding against traffic, or cycling fast on sidewalks. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm not guilty of these things. But yeah, I mean, cycling in Japan, at least in Kagoshima, is rough. It's not safe. Yeah, like they have, for the most part, most places in Kagoshima, they have a bike lane that like is really small and then suddenly disappears or it's a part of the sidewalk and people are always on the bike part and it's hard to like cycle through. There is a YouTube channel that I've mentioned before called Not Just Bikes. And he's got so many videos because he he's like a dude who lived in Canada, then Texas and or somewhere. And then he moved to the Netherlands and he's like, bicycle lifestyle is just great. And I agree. I actually hate driving a car. I tell you this all the time. Every time I'm driving, I'm like, I fucking hate driving. I used to love driving when I was back in America, mm. but like, that's because America was such a, where I was, was such a car centric car cultured place that it was just easy to always drive everywhere. But then you get to Japan and it's just kind of like this. It's like both. You've got, you can have a completely pedestrian lifestyle. And I don't mean that in like the interpreted uh, meaning of the word pedestrian as like average. I mean like. You mean like you can walk. Walk everywhere. Or take public transportation. Right. And like, if you think about just how many lives that saves every year, uh, walking is healthy. Yeah. Right. Um, And so that's why you see a lot of people in pedestrian uh, societies, they're just thinner. Mm. And then also car accidents. Trains in Japan rarely, if ever, get into any sort of accidents. Right. I mean, how many people die on the roads every single year in in in, in car centric countries like America, Canada, and things like that? Mm. So just all of that is it's a it's a great place to not drive. And yeah. then so every now and then I have to drive for like work or something, and I'm like fucking pissed the entire time. I hate driving. Anyway, in 2021, police nationwide reported 21,906 cases of illegal cycling on 359 bicycle accident deaths. Wow. Over 75% of the cases involved fatalities. Rules were broken, including ignoring traffic lights. Now, this is the heavy part of the story. So here we go. In addition to conventional bicycles, sales of power-assisted bicycles like you have have also surged, With the, which, by the way, your bicycle is dangerous as fuck. It is, yeah. <laughs> like, you barely... It, when you're on the stop position and you barely tap on the pedal, you just jet forward. I mean, I have, I have like a, a like a like a road bike, like it's made to go really fast on the road, but it's completely manual. Yeah. So if I just like lightly pedal, I just lightly do a little bit, you know, you're like, just very little between zero and go with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then with the industry growing from annual sales of around 250,000 units in 2007 to 900, uh, 790 units by 2021, their uptake, though, has come with new dangers, particularly for young families. And you see this a lot in Japan when you see a mommy mm. on a powered bike, kid in the front and a kid in the back. Yeah. And usually with no helmets on any of them. The Osaka Prefecture alone, in Osaka Prefecture alone, between January and the end of June, 48 preschool-aged children were caught up in bicycle accidents, with 20, 28 of them passengers on power-assisted bicycles. In April, a mother riding one of the bicycles uh, with seating for her two children crashed, causing her three-year-old son, who was sitting in the front seat, to be ejected onto a road where he was struck and killed by a truck. Oh, my God. So we always think about like, oh, I'm on a bicycle. I can see everything. Cars really can't see that yeah. much. Yeah, actually, just today on my way to work, I almost got hit by a car because they didn't see me. Like I had the right away and they almost hit me. Yeah, having right away doesn't mean shit if they right into you and kill yeah. you. 
Okay. Like, I can't go to court if I'm dead. No, you can't. You know, when we were kids, we used to say the stupidest shit. We'd like walk across the street with confidence. But like, oh, if somebody hits me, I'm going to sue them. Like yeah. that fucking means anything. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck does that mean? If you're dead, little kid, you're not coming back to sue anybody. That's true. Anyway, you guys be careful out there. Seriously. And I, one of my big things is I don't think I'm going to ride my bicycle uh, during like rush hour nighttime. Yeah. Actually, if you guys uh, have seen Norm's channel, Tokyo Lens, he actually has a video on his main channel about uh, one how of he his. Got into an accident. Yeah, he got into an accident. So it can be serious. Yeah. All right. Next so, question. Well, yeah. to- I was just going to try to segue. Damn, you segue, ruined it. Go, you ruined my go, segue. Go. I was going to say, well, Tokyo is getting stricter on bike laws, they are easing things up on same sex partnerships. See how much. No, wait, you got to wait. I, wait, 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 wait until I do this one. Oh, first damn it. I, I okay. finally had a segue. Okay. All right, nice. But uh, then come back to me. All right. All right. But before that, before we get to the good news, let's get to the not bad news, but let's get to the. Uh, here we go. Nearly half of LGBTQ uh, teens in Japan have considered suicide, survey says. Um, nearly half of the, the uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ teenagers in Japan considered suicide in the past year at 48%, 3.8 times higher than the overall figure for their age group. Results from a recent survey showed. The survey, con- uh, conducted by Rebit, a non-profit organization that supports LGBTQ youth, also showed 40, 14% of teenagers surveys had, surveyed had attempted to take their own lives. The survey conducted in September received valid responses from some 26,000 people, uh, sorry, 2,600 people by the ages of 12 to 34, with the results highlighting that although social awareness of LGBTQ issues are, are is increasing, many of the those going through puberty cannot go to their parents or teachers for guidance and are left without the appropriate support. And I totally understand this. This is, this is, a, this is an ongoing problem because when you're, when you're, you know, if you're 12, Right, and you're you're hitting puberty for the first time, right? Well, for the only time, right? Yeah, not the third time. <laughs> so like you hit, you're, you're just you're just getting into puberty, right? It's <laughs> hormonally just like a completely confusing time. Yeah, and um, it is completely natural to be attracted to the same sex temporarily during pre-pubescence and then and during puberty, and then as your hormones balance out, sometimes that'll just kind of like you know figure itself out. Um, so that none of that is to be ashamed of. None of that is a problem. And, but the thing is, is like kids, they don't know how to talk to their parents about that. Mm. Um, and in Japan where a lot of the older generation still sees like gay and lesbians as being like, Oh, it's just a phase. Why don't you just tell them down and get married, had some kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've heard plenty of like reports about men who were closeted gay and then had a wife and children. Oh no, that's the whole world, man. Yeah, but like I, I've seen those kind of articles more often in Japan. Yeah. Well, especially recently, right? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so coming out, uh, you're getting more uh, movies. Him, I think I, I, I think I mentioned this movie before. I think it's on Netflix. It's called Him. Uh, really good movie. The the um the the major actor, the main star is hot. Uh, him. A go. Let me double check this. Not a. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, like with the with the maybe it's not him, maybe it's his. <laughs> uh, I stopped watching dance, 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 or whatever it's called. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it's called His. It's on Netflix, and uh, it's a really, really, it's a really sweet movie. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, it's. I think it has English subtitles. Yeah, I think it has English subtitles. If it's on Netflix, it's English subtitles. No, right? probably. Yeah. Anyway, it's really, it's really, it's a really cute movie. But anyway, um, yeah, the it's so I can completely see that, you know, especially in Japan where, um, you know, suicide rates are apparently not as high as the United States. Apparently, we're winning on that one. Uh, they're still higher than most uh, developed countries. Um, and so you know, the children not having a support uh, for that is you know, kind of an issue. Yeah, I find it kind of weird too that like i don't know how to phrase this but like japan especially japanese kids boys they're very touchy with each other right they they're what is it kancho like they have a joke where they put their fingers at the butt and i i think i think i think the reason why that's weird is because we were raised with a puritan culture and I think that in other cultures, especially in Asian cultures and stuff like that, that kind of like touchy feeliness does isn't seen as like um like a sinful thing. You know, they don't have that kind of basis. Well, that's the reason why I, I find it kind of weird that like they 
don't consider that like a weird sinful thing but then like when it comes to like same-sex partnership then they get like very divided about it it's not that i don't really i don't know anybody uh, in my circles that actively discriminate against gay people like some really you know we're red americans that's true but what they do do is they go i don't get it Mm. So they're just like it doesn't make sense to me you know like if they're a dude they're like i like girls and i don't get it and so that you know that's fine i see but like if it's like if you're telling your mom i think these days if, if you're like 12 and you tell mom hey mom i think that i might be gay i think mom would be like okay probably like mm. maybe 90 90 plus percent of the time in, in japan um i don't know what that would be like in, i think that really depends on where you are in america you know i think if you're in california it's probably okay i think if you're in wisconsin <laughs> Yeah, but you said mom, but I also wonder like about dad. Like, how does dad respond to that situation so in Japan? That's weird because dads, you know this because you have a father-in-law now. But like, dads are like super hands-off with so many things, especially with their sons. Like, dads are really hands-on with the daughter. Not hands-on, I shouldn't say, but they're like strict. <laughs> that sounds a little weird. But I mean, strict with the daughters. They're yeah. like they're really into like who the daughter's with, up until the point that they get married, right? Yeah. But like, uh, they're completely absent. This is the stereotype, but they're completely absent from the from the daughter's life until she comes home with the boyfriend. That and then when she comes home with the boyfriend, that's the one she wants to marry. Yeah, usually that's a stereotype. And yeah. then that's when the dad has to make a decision: is this bad okay for you or not? But for, for the most part, I think that like if a boy comes home with a girl, dad's like whatever. Yeah, have kids. Yeah. So I think if there's any opposition to like LGBTQ stuff in Japan, it's probably two 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 layers. One uniforms is a big thing that's actually yeah. part of the story that i didn't write or read but uniforms because they're so what is the word they're so set not they but the the people that are set on uniforms like they're very clean categories of uniforms mm. and so you start running into problems if you're like born female but you identify as a more masculine person or maybe you're non-binary and you want to wear pants short hairstyle and no makeup and you work at a department store then they're like, no, you can't do that because you're a girl. You right. know, that, that's, that's when this starts to become a problem. Um, so it's usually not so much like, it's hard to explain. You know what I mean, though? But the discrimination, if it is there, it's coming from a different place than we would normally see in like Christian-based yeah. countries. I, now that you say it like that, I... I... I agree. It's yeah. more. It's more like they, like a lot of, especially older Japanese men, don't want to change the ways. Yeah, it's more <laughs> about like not wanting to change what's already set in place and considered yeah. a normal, more than like them being like so against it, like they hate the person or something. I have like a that. gay friend. His father suggested that he just gets married and then goes be gay in secret. You know, that's that's more like the kind of don't rock the boat solution mm. that you know Japanese some Japanese would would condone but in this case it's just there, there are those like underlying like uh what do you call it uh negative repercussions for having that kind of you know mentality and one of right. the, what the, the story talks about is that you know you have this kind of like it's not a overt discrimination but it's kind of this low level like they assume that you're going to repress your true self kind of thing yeah and there's also a, a bit of this otherism in there as well. Mm-hmm. Otherism is a huge, you know, psychological factor in human, in you know, as humans work. Yeah. And if you're constantly thinking of the LGBTQ, I don't think of the LGBTQ community as being a separate community. I just see as, as everybody is the same people. And so, like, when people are like, oh, you know, well, I'm straight. I'm like, well, congrats. You've made a wall for yourself. You go mm-hmm. live in your little walled garden there. Um, and I also believe that most people are, are not straight or gay. They're just on a spectrum, but whatever. Um, and so, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the whole otherism thing, I think the whole, you know, having to come out and confess yourself to your parents is also stupid. I think that you, I think you're, I think if your parents are astute and they're paying attention, they'll probably figure it out. Yeah. For the most part. And if they don't care, then just who cares? Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't really know any gay guys that are like in Japan that are like tight with their dads. I don't really think that I've had a good example of that yet. What about in America? Like, I don't know many gay people. So, okay, it depends on the generation, right? My generation was the closeted generation that wanted to come out, right? Mm-hmm. And so all the gay, all my gay friends started coming out. Well, they came out to us, to like to, to their, to their, stay you know to their childhood friends yeah when they were young but they didn't come out to their parents until like well into their like you know you know like 15 years into counseling you know <laughs> like yeah like the 
I do have a couple of gay friends in Hawaii, but like now that I think about it, they were like openly gay about it. Yeah. So your like, generation, you know, because generations before my generation, up to around a little bit after my generation, mm-hmm. you know, the, they they marched on Congress, they fought for their rights, you know, they 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 did all the hard work, and so it's not over yet. Yeah. But you know, if you're a kid in America, especially in in you know the the non, let's call it preachy states, yes, then like you it's not that hard to be yourself, but you know, and, and good, you know, and marriage, hopefully that doesn't change with the Supreme court marriage, uh, yeah. you know, is legal. And so that's being normalized and you see gay characters in, in, in TV all the time. And, you know, um, I don't like it when they get pushy. Yeah. Like, like if it's like uh just an obvious thing, like, yeah, this is this character. That's how it is. I'm, I don't care. But when it becomes like their entire personality, right. then it gets a little annoying. It's, it's, it can be done well okay it's like you know if you go back to the sitcoms in like the 80s they'd be like it's the ethnic character yeah it's like the whole white cast and the one ethnic character and it's just like i see what you're doing here but like if the gay or lesbian or whatever character is just a character who also happens to be you know you know sexually identify sexually differently yeah whatever yeah if like they have an episode where like they bring their partners with them and the expanse the expanse does this really really well uh if you watch the expanse if you're into sci-fi they have all sorts of different characters now because it's based on a book that book series that's really really good but like uh all the characters in there there's you know they have like uh what is it called when you have multiple partners oh polyamorous that's what's called poly they have a polyamorous uh you know character in there they have you know lesbians they have everything and it doesn't seem forced yeah it's just like, oh, that's how it is. Yeah, it's okay. like, this, these are the characters. This is the world, you yeah. know? And it's just like, it's so smooth. If that's the case. There's yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But when you're just like, look, everybody, we've got the gay character. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, you guys are really, really good writers. Yeah. Um, Luca, I think is the name of that Pixar movie. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah, Luca. That is such a gay story. If you guys haven't figured it out yet. That's a, it's a little, little gay love story. If you have, you know, go, you Pay attention. Watch it again. Yeah, that was a good movie. It's a really cute movie. movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, but it was it it did. There's a couple of, uh, gay movie tropes. I don't know why we're talking about this, but there's a couple of gay movie tropes that if you Google it, one is kill the queer. So like Brokeback Mountain, for example, anytime that you had before, like uh, Boys Don't Cry, whenever you had like this LGBTQ uh, character in a movie before, they'd always have to die. Uh, like this this has changed now, but this is a, a a trope from before. And another one is um. That the if there is a gay character, if there are gay characters, and there's like an evil woman that's like there to like sabotage this, mm. the relationship, which kind of happens in the Pixar movie a little bit. Spoilers in case you but, haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Now let's go to the good news. So Tokyo government begins recognizing same-sex partnerships. I feel like this news has been kind of like floating around a lot recently. It, it's it's there because they're they're doing these little baby steps. It's like how yeah. they open the country. Yeah. You know how it took them like 19 weeks to figure out to press the open button. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. But yeah. Anyways, uh, it says that Japan does not legally recognize same sex marriage, but couples who obtain a certificate under the so-called Tokyo Partnership Oath System will be able to, for instance, apply for uh, housing and include their children's name on partnership certificates. So they gain some of the benefits, but they separate but equal kind of situation (laughs) i mean they have a water fountain yeah it's there yeah it's just a different one just a different one (laughs) no i mean it's a it's a step in the right direction and i I think that as that becomes more and more available you'll see more and more policies change you'll see you know like having the union uh, like the same the same sex union is i guess what that would be they'll be able to share you know bank accounts stuff like that residencies and as that starts to develop then the hurdles to the marriage thing just goes away yeah and i think that it's gonna eventually happen i again i don't think that the 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 non-existence of gay marriage uh, in in japan i don't think it's because of any sort of like morality or like religious based stuff i think it's just that the government doesn't want to they think it's kind of like mendo because i won and i also think that there's a a, this kind of like a little bit of the government old men who run the government concern that if that we if we do move into that future that like birth rates will go even further down which Mm -hmm. shit 
sorry <laughs> sorry i mean like it's not you know it's i don't know i don't think it's our duty to make children if we don't want children yeah that's true and you know and forever growth forever is a stupid way of, of running a country and, and uh, an economy so maybe we should think about this anyway good news i got good news to follow your good news okay hero kazu tanaka's did they do it last week we talked about how they were going to meet up and try to make the largest meetup of the same name people in the world. What do you think? Well, I assume that since we're talking about it, that they probably did it. 178 strong group of people all called Hirokazu Tanaka broke the Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of people with the same first and last name after they came together in Tokyo on Saturday. The Tanaka Hirokazu Association organized a successful attempt in the Shibuya Award. Everything's happening in Shibuya, uh, which saw them outdo the uh, 2005 record set by 164 people called Martha Stewart, who were brought together by the famous American businesswoman of the same name. Good job, guys. I've never met anybody named, what was his name? Hirokazu or whatever? Mm. I've never met anyone named Hirokazu. Yeah, you have. Have I? Yeah, I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> oh, I, I guess since in Japan, like we often go by the last, last name, name. yeah. So maybe yeah. I just haven't realized. Yeah, you, there is a person named Hirokazu that you know. But anyway, um, yeah, they're, yeah, that's cool. Good job, guys. Yeah, I it. mean, you know, 120 something million people in the country. I mean, they could probably find a few. I've met a Mitchell. The other oh, yeah. day you you said yeah. mitchell the other day random white guy in a bar like i walk into the bar and there's like a random white guy there which is unusual where we live and i was just like what what's up dude what's your name he's like my name is mitch i'm like holy shit my name is mitch i'm like how old are you we're the same age what's his last name stapleton i did were you talking to amir don't was it just you actually remember that far because uh-huh. i kind of remember that okay yeah i don't think it was actually so i don't think that's why i didn't remember it okay you need to go to your stories all right japan has awesome all-you-can-eat cookie cafe so mitch you love sweets so yeah. i know how, there are so many of these kinds of places in, in japan like dessert cafes and stuff like that where uh usually they have like dozens of different like cakes and pies and all these things that you love i feel sick just listening to this <laughs> I just, oh gross i've been to one before and it was pretty disgusting how can you eat so much sugar without feeling sick afterwards no, i i went once with uh a girlfriend when I lived in Tokyo and different girlfriend. Sorry, wife. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a while ago, but anyways, it, what's yeah. her name? Was she cute? Tell me about her. Let's just dig a hole for you. So anyways, <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> unlike the uh, other, all you can eat restaurant plans Aunt Stella's is so reasonably priced that you don't have to scarf down so many cookies to get your money's worth. So normally it costs like, like a full course meal to go to these kind of all-you-can-eat dessert places. But here it's 60 minutes for unlimited cookies for 1,000 yen. And your choice of drink, which can be coffee, tea, milk, or orange juice. Mm, oh! Orange juice and cookies. Oh, God. What is wrong with these people? Who the fuck would eat sweets with orange juice? <laughs> yeah, I kind of cringed as I said that. Oh, God. Okay, what other fucking shit <laughs> stories do you have? <laughs> so, okay, I, I read this article before we started, obviously. No. Obviously, you know, I, I'm prepared. But I was actually a little disappointed by this, but the much-awaited Ghibli Park opens to fanfare in central Japan. Uh, so we talked about it before. There's a big theme park and stuff like that. And Ghibli opened as, as, was making a theme park for the yeah. last 25 years? Yeah, it's taken forever. <laughs> And so they have like all these different areas that are based off of the different show uh, the movies like My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. The park has sold out like all of the uh, pre-sold tickets. Like I think they're only pre-selling tickets. They're not like having like open uh, an open park like they do at USJ or Disneyland. But reading this article, I was surprised to see that unlike Disneyland and Disney Sea and USJ and all that, the Ghibli Park has no rides. Mm-hmm. It's just things like set pieces and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's basically like a giant Ghibli museum, mm-hmm. which I mean, to me, kind of doesn't sound that fun. Fuck you, Ghibli. <laughs> I love Ghibli movies, but like, I thought it was gonna be like a like a USJ kind of thing where you can go on rides and experience like maybe the like a 
you know, the, the cat bus kind of thing and like a 3D ride or something. So let's just think about this for a second, okay? Think about Disney, right? Yeah. What's what's a popular Disney movie? Cartoon. Uh, Frozen. Frozen, okay? So action-packed, magic, you know, they have Olaf. Yeah. You know, all these different set pieces and everything. It's, you know, fun. Yeah. Songs, right? Now let's think of Ghibli. Do you have any of that? I mean, like Spirited Away is an amazingly like like crafted masterpiece but it's not like incredibly it's not like an action movie. yeah it's not like i mean if you think of big hero six for example yeah like superhero stuff right and then you look at ghibli you're like well it's more toned down more mature more more you know introspective yeah i guess a big part of what makes ghibli enjoyable ghibli films enjoyable is just the magical world that's there right so i guess that's what they're manifesting in so yeah it's it, i think that it's not a theme it's Sorry. more of like a mm, theme park it's more like i i see it as like an artistic installation piece mm. and so you go there to experience the art of ghibli not necessarily you go there to uh you know thrill seek mm. is i think what they were going for we'll see if this is like economically feasible yeah but i think that as a as a as a you know what do you call it as a concept i'm not against it yeah, like, but I feel like it's going to be one of those places where you go to once and you're going to be like, that was cool, but Wait, I'm not going to want to go again. Disneyland is different than that? Yeah. Oh. I had a, I, for USJ and Disneyland, I had a year pass when I lived in respective prefectures and I went a bunch of times. You, I haven't, I have never been to USJ. I don't even, I don't even they have like what, one, one quarter size Hogwarts or something. Well, that's kind of the cool thing about USJ is that they are constantly expanding. So they just came out with a Mario World. So they have like a bunch of different new rides and stuff like that. No, no, I can see that. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Ghibli thing, it depends on how they do it. If they do it really, really well uh, and you can actually like immerse yourself in that mm. in that, in that, that world, that would be really cool. But yeah, I don't know. What kind of Ghibli rides would there be? Uh, riding the cat bus. Yeah. I guess uh, that has been done by various preschools all through the, the country. And it's always terrifying. It's always <laughs> fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I uh, mean, it'd be cool if they like maybe make it, like you said, actually immersive where you can like maybe join the scenes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'll I probably like to go someday. I'll probably end up going to it and see. And then we'll talk about it on the show if you should go or not. All right, let me do my two stories and you have the the, the final story, uh, which it seems a little off, but just it'll be fine. Okay. So here we go. Woman in Japan arrested for allegedly sending 413 texts to a man in three days and then and then threatening to stab him, which by the way is not a fucking joke. There are, there's like that OnlyFans lady girl who like killed her boyfriend. What? I didn't yeah, 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 dude. Like people think, oh, you know, the woman's it's funny. No, no, dude. Like violence against people, like even regardless of gender, is a serious thing. To, to you know, it's serious. A woman in Fukuoka Prefecture has been arrested on suspicion of stalking after she. By the way, victim. I, I'm not gonna call myself a victim, but I have been stalked before by a couple. Girls. It's scary. Like, dude. Like, it's weird. Um. Has been uh, arrested on suspicion of stalking after she allegedly spent more uh, sent more than 400 texts over uh, three days to a man she liked, and then later threatened to stab him. Uh, I'm not going to read her name. Is accused of sending 413 texts uh, to the cell phone of a 29 year old man in the prefecture between 8, uh, October 8th and 10th, including one saying, "Please give me a reply. Just one word is fine." She also reportedly called his workplace uh, on the morning of October 28th and said, "I'll stab you." Yeah, it sounds what it was fucked up, man. Uh, the, the suspect has apparently admitted to the allegations and, and was quoted as telling the police, I liked him. Um, Past tense. <clears throat> Not anymore. So according to the government, she's a part-time employee at a city library. She apparently first met the man, a real estate company employee, in September. In September, They were not in a relationship. The police station had warned her, I'm not going to say her name, to stop sending the man texts after he contacted them. So 413 in three days. Yeah, it's more than 100 a day. That's a lot of text messages. What, what's the limit? How many messages a day? And then you're like, I should call the police. Oh, wow. Um, police. Well, if it's if it, like it, I'm just like having a back and forth and it's fun, whatever. But if it's like I'm ignoring the person, yeah. 
I'd go to like maybe, I don't know, if they just kept sending me text messages, I'd just probably just take my phone to the police station and be like, hey, check this out, guys. Yeah, because like even sending a second text message after they haven't replied is kind of to me like, oh, cringe. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to double send. Double so, send. <laughs> but like she's on over 400. It's like, take a hint, man. No, no, I think that <clears throat> what happens is this woman's not that old. She's like, I think 28. I think what happens sometimes is that, you know, with with some of these people especially people who have like um you know stalking of celebrities and stuff like that that they don't understand boundaries is really what it comes down to it comes down to some sort of mental thing where they do not understand a boundary or some people actually believe because they see a famous person on their television or on their phone mm. that they have like a personal relationship with this individual uh, parasocial relations right yeah. and so it just it honestly just comes down to a psychological disorder that can sometimes be very dangerous um, and so like if we take our normal, uh, you know, thinking and our normal feelings and try to judge that type of person, it's, it's kind of difficult. Mm. I mean, that's, that's the truth of the matter is, but motherfucker, that crazy. <laughs> 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 if I got that many texts, I just, I would change my phone number. I'd be like, Hey yeah, guys, I would be pretty phone afraid. Number. Like I'm surprised you made it three days. Like I would have after one day. If you're in Japan and somebody's actually doing this to you, you can go to, you can get numbers blocked from your, from your phone. Just FYI. So uh, let's go to something a little bit more light and uh, French. Uh, the French embassy was invaded by a Tanuki recently. Um, quite amazing and they posted it on their twitter uh and uh and that's really but there's really nothing else that's the whole thing so a little embarrassing to say but i totally thought tanuki was like a made-up creature until i like was maybe in high school well it does kind of seem like a made-up creature yeah and then like they have it in like video games and like Mm -hmm. old japanese art with their giant balls and Mm -hmm and animation stuff like that so i thought like when they say like oh it's a raccoon dog i thought it was like i don't know some kind of fantasy creature (laughs) and then like i came to japan and someone's like oh look a tanuki i was like what so yeah the one thing that's really interesting to me is that tanuki and raccoons are not the same thing they can be very similar looking and and behave similarly but they're not the same thing they are actually different Mm. and uh yeah takuni takuni (laughs) takuni Tanuki uh, can be very dangerous in the uh, in the wild because if you're driving around in the uh, Inaka in the countryside in the dark, they'll dart out in front of your car, and they are a, about the size of a small dog, mm-hmm. so they can they, it can be a little dangerous. But um, yeah, they are troublemakers, just like raccoons. Any any YouTube video with a raccoon, I'll watch it. I love those fucking things. Oh, uh, like because they try to wash their food. Have you seen the one where they try to wash the cotton candy and it disappears? Yeah, it's so sad. Because the, they have their 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 little hands look like human hands, right? So they just look like little robbers. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one video of this like this uh, raccoon that like ate hits through its way into the kitchen of another dude's like a, a dude's house, and he's like in the cupboard just like eating through all of his food and everything. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, what are you doing in here? And he's just like ignoring the humans, yeah, eating his food. I think I've seen that video. Yeah. Love every one of those. They're so great. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the last story from you, sir. All right. Back to Ghibli. Real life spirited away train line found in Japan? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. Is this going to follow your, what was the thing that you said? If it ends in a question mark, it's always no. Yeah, but it actually is a yes yeah, on this but one. But this one's actually a yes. <laughs> <laughs> says waterside train route in rural japan looks like a scene from a studio ghibli film uh there are many times in japan where we have to stop and pinch ourselves to see if we've stepped into an anime film have you ever stopped and pinch yourself because you thought you were in an anime film Mm, no there are some very 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 beautiful picturesque places in japan though. no no no, no. But, there, there are but i always i, I don't know I'm, i guess i'm not that into anime to confuse the two yeah you know like if you if you experience japan only through anime until like you hit a, a certain age then you come here you'll be disappointed no like, you won't you'll be, be like where are the subtitles yeah where are the <laughs> subtitles uh uh no some people really learn fucking better better japanese from watching anime like it, it, it is a thing but anyway um the uh you know i just i was never not into anime or manga so i don't know huh. i experienced real japan before i think i really watched any of that shit so sorry I like anime. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, so they, uh, we have some really nice pictures. I'll put them into the YouTube podcast of a uh, Twitter user at drop frame 108. 
was able to get some really beautiful photos of northern uh, the uh, Japan's northern island of Hokkaido. Yeah. This train line. Yeah. I think it's like only certain times of the year that it looks like the, the Studio Ghibli train, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of the scenes that you see in uh, in Miyazaki's work are from his experiences in real life. Like he takes in an experience, puts it into his in his artwork. So, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, dude, Princess Mononoke was Yakushima. Right. Yeah. He went there and he's like, "I'm gonna make a movie about this," and it's their best fucking one of their best movies. Where do you? Where is like a really picturesque, beautiful place in Japan that you would like to visit? Oh, there's a lot. Um, one is uh, I'd actually like to go to Hokkaido during the summer and see the flower fields. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Which I, which I haven't nice. done yet. I haven't done it yet. Um, another one that I'd like to do is uh, the uh, emerald green oceans of Yoron. Oh. Which I, I, which I've been to all the islands. Uh, not all. Most of the islands in Kagoshima. I haven't been to Yoron yet because it just it hasn't been on my list. But I would like to go see that. Other than that, um, I don't know. I've, I've, pay, I've basically seen most of Japan. Where is it in Japan that like Tori Gate that's out in the ocean? Oh, it's near Nagas. No, no, uh, near Hiroshima. It's called uh, Tori Gate. Yeah, I, I always see pictures of that, like especially when I'm going for stock photos and stuff like that of Japan. That one always comes up, and that one. Yeah, it looks really cool. Itsukushima Shrine, and it is in. Where are you? Yeah, I've actually been here. I know. I know where it is on the map. Antony. Best known for its blah 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 blah. It's yeah, Hiroshima Prefecture. Like I said, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it it. But the thing about this this the, the thing about this okay is yeah. that one, um, it the tide does affect the way it looks. Right. And two. Uh, well, when I went, it was like peak foreign tourist time. So like locusts, wow. you know, you know, so that's probably not going to happen ever again, hopefully. So it's probably a much better experience now. Yeah. I would like to go there, but it, it does depend on the tide. Like remember when we went to uh, Amami Oshima and they oh, had yeah, the, the heart, heart rock. rock. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> well, if you come during this five minute period, that's like at five in the morning or you'll something be able like to see yeah. it <laughs> yeah we we flew our drone over it and then we had to like draw a line yeah because to... you couldn't see it and then there is we're like well we can just go really early in the morning they're like no because of the habu they'll be out at that time they'll, <laughs> they'll bite you and you'll die we're like we're like the venomous snakes that are out there <laughs> you're like huh that's uh that's a good point let's uh let's let's avoid that yeah <laughs> anyway guys that's been our show today uh we are dropping our shows a day or two earlier than we have been in the past tell us what you guys think about that also comment have you ever been stalked before have you ever sent 413 text messages to one of your friends or loved ones or crushes and also comment where in japan you would most like to see also would you go to the studio ghibli theme park museum even though it doesn't have any rides and also check out that Godzilla YouTube channel because this is ridiculous. And also check out the Kumbini Confessions guy because yeah, it, it's one of those shows where like you're like, oh God, why am I watching this? But you can't stop. Links to all of our news articles will be in the description along with a link to our Patreon account if you guys want to check us out. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening and a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P. and Ellen Mary. You guys rock.